Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is and wherever you are on this most amazing morning, afternoon, or evening. I hope and pray that you are just in full gratitude, in full appreciation of just being alive, just being able to take a breath this morning as you listen to this. Just pause and just uh, say thank you, God for another day. Thank you for another chance to impact your kingdom here in this fallen world. It is so much fun to be an apprentice to Jesus Christ, isn't it? All right. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, and this is Coffee in Christ, my weekly share of the daily practice that has driven my life for years now. I am so happy if this is your first time listening to the podcast. And to just share a little bit, it is totally spontaneous. Nothing is rehearsed. I open up several sources of the word, the Bible, and just read and we'll see what bubbles up from there. It's always fun and exciting and revealing and brings new awareness to me and hopefully to you and those of you who are returning. Thank you again for for being a part of our Life Transform community. Uh, We've got a an actual online community started. We've got a love place in space within that community, which is our goal to have love places and spaces all around the world. So if you want more information, just get a hold of us and we can we can share with you how you can become a part of that love place in space. And we're also on Pinterest now. So look for us, Life Transform on Pinterest. And we have a love place in space, a virtual place on Pinterest as well, virtual space. It's beautiful. So go check that out as well. All right, let's go right with the verse of the day. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Isn't that amazing? So what I'm getting out of that, mm, coffee's really good. I did a cappuccino there. And it's really good. Anyway, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. That is telling me, and that's out of Luke 6.28. That is telling me that basically if if you're out there, I'm out there, um, sharing the, as they call it, the good news of Jesus, if I'm doing those things, there will be people who don't like it, who are going to mistreat me for it. Not so much nowadays. Um, back in the days when this was written, yeah, that was a hot topic. Now, as I've talked in some other platforms or on some other platforms, I really feel there's an apathy in the world today. So it's more of a, boy, everybody can do whatever they want to do and you're good doing whatever you want to do and you do your thing and you do your thing and everybody's fine. And that is the apathy that I see, which really is more disturbing than people cursing at you or mistreating you because of <clears throat> because of God. So it's really interesting and <clears throat> I just feel like Sometimes I I think, yeah, 
yeah, I wish someone would curse me or mistreat me so I could see that they're alive. At least they're, they're trying, but I just see a lot of, a lot of people that are just lost and they're zombies. They're just existing. You know, they're living in fear. They're fearful. I was in a grocery store the other day and a couple of people, you know, you just pass by them and they're just, you can tell they're just scary and they don't want to look at anybody and they just want to stay focused. It's really, uh, my heart goes out to them. So those are the people that I think I need to pray for based on this is pray for those people who are, who are just stuck in fear, who are uh, living their lives in fear, who are apathetic. So that's how I'm going to interpret this one for today. And I think that works. That feels good. I'm going to create and share this. And this is what I do for those of you that are new. This is live and spontaneous. So I'm going to share this on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see this. Yeah. And if, if you do follow me on Instagram and you see this, um, then you can say, yeah, I was listening when he, when he posted this and, you know, throw a comment in there, comment on, on how this impacted you, if it did. And I'd appreciate that. I appreciate seeing those comments because I know God has me, our community, reaching out the way we are for his purposes. So I know God is doing the promoting and he's getting this to the people that that need to see it, that are ready to see it and hear it. I'm just going to put in today's world. Let's see. I'm going to use a different font here. Let's do that one. Yeah, that looks better. (laughs) I know this isn't the best. It is apathy and living fear. Those. Oh, I'm just messing this up. Those are who I pray for. And see, this is really good. So I put this on Instagram stories. <clears throat> and I like I like that. I like Instagram for that reason. So people that do follow you. You know, they they can get some hope out of this. Oh, I know the song I want to put in here. Kingdom of Heaven. I think that's the name of the song. Let's see if I got it. 
Yeah, this is the kingdom of heaven. There you go. There we go. So that is posted now. Boom. All right, let's get back to... Sorry, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole there. Wasn't the best content, I'm sure. But let's go to my devotion now. <clears throat> the Gifts of God by Denise Trio. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. That's from John 4.10. And this is talking about the woman at the well. If you, those of you who are familiar with the story. Imagine for a moment that I gave you a brand new and very expensive car as a gift. It's a beautiful car that can carry other passengers, transport you from one place to another, and fit all of the gear that you'd need to take with you. But instead of using the car as it was designed to be, you parked the car in your garage and never drove it. You kept the car safe, you protected it for yourself, but you didn't use it as it was intended. In today's passage, we see the word gift mentioned, both in the context of the woman at the well and in Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. The Greek word gift here is doria and is derived from the word doron, which is found in Ephesians 2.8. Doron has a deeper meaning. Excuse me. Doron has a deeper meaning as a present offered as a way to demonstrate honor. In light of this understanding of gift, let's dig into the context a bit more. In John 4, Jesus encounters the woman who comes to draw water from the well in the middle of the day. She has a complicated past and Jesus meets her where she's at. He tells her he has a source of living water far greater than the water from the well. This source, Jesus, is the gift of God. In John 7, Jesus further elaborates on this concept of living water as he teaches in front of a divided crowd of people in the temple courts. Some wanted to seize him and others put their faith in him. His proclamation is an invitation for anyone who is thirsty to come to him and those who believe in him would have living water flowing from within. In Ephesians, Paul writes of God's intent for the church and how believers ought to work with each other. In chapter two, Paul writes that salvation is a gift from God. It happens by God's grace and through our faith in Jesus. We can see a pattern that God gives us gifts. Specifically, we see the gifts of living water, salvation, and Jesus himself. Just like the car that is meant to be driven, these gifts are meant to be used and not hidden or hoarded. Jesus is the ultimate gift of God, and he demonstrates what it's like to give freely. The gifts we've been given are for us, but they're also for others. Share your gifts with others. Your life has a purpose. You are called to reach your city. It says, read John 7, 37, 38 in Ephesians 2, 8. Are you driving the car God gave you or do you have it parked safely in your garage? How might you get in the car and start using the gift he gave you? Great reflection questions. I know for me, I am driving that car. That is what my life is all about. That's what life transformed our, our, our community, our, our global community is all about. Love places and spaces all around the world. So <clears throat> absolutely, I'm driving the car. And the practice is, when was the last time you thanked God for the gifts he's given you? Every single day, several times a day. The car you drive, the bed you sleep in, the job you have, the clean water that comes from your faucet, 
take a moment to thank him for good gifts. You know, I use a Panda Planner. Those of you who are familiar, if you're not, hit me up. I'll give you a coupon to get one. But they're amazing. And the first thing in the morning, excuse me, the first thing you do is you list three things you're grateful for. Something big, something small, and an experience. So it gets you in that, gets me in that habit. And it's a beautiful habit because if you start each day in gratitude, good things happen. I can tell you that from experience. And the prayer is, God, thank you for your generous gift of sending your son to die on the cross for my sins. Thank you for the gift of salvation and the promise of living water. Help me to use and share the gifts you've given me with others who might need them today. Amen. It's all about living in the spirit right now, right here, right now, each and every day. John 4, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Boom. So good. I love it. So just being able to live every day that way is the gift. We were just talking in our community about that. Might have been yesterday or the day before. Just, you know, each and every day, God is going to put, I believe, people in front of you. People are going to cross your path, even if you're walking past them, you know, at a store, you're just out for a walk or whatever. Maybe it's a smile is all God wants you to do, but God is always working and we are just there to help him accomplish what he's trying to get accomplished with that particular person. So just show love and show God. That's what, that's what I do. And that's what this, these two sources this morning are encouraging me to do just that. Pray for the people that are living in fear and zombie-like and apathetic. And then, and then just, just be out there sharing the amazing story of Jesus and letting people see through my joy uh, how it's impacted my life, taking me from my lawnmower moment all the way to the world on me to where I am today. Okay, let's jump into Jeremiah 34. That's where I'm at. I'm on this venture, this journey of reading through the Bible, the first time ever in my life. So this is the warning to Zedekiah, while Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army and all the kingdoms and peoples in the empire, empire were all the peoples in the empire he ruled were fighting against Jerusalem and all surrounding towns. This word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says: Go to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and tell him, This is what the Lord says: I am about to give this city into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. He will not escape from his grasp, but will surely be captured and given into his hands. You will see the king of Babylon with your own eyes, and he will speak with you face to face, and you will go to Babylon. Yet, hear the Lord's promise to you, Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says concerning you. You will not die by the sword. You will die peacefully. As people made a funeral fire in honor of your predecessors, 
the kings who ruled before you. So they will make a fire in your honor and lament. Alas, master, I myself make this promise, declares the Lord. <clears throat> then Jeremiah the prophet told all this to Zedekiah, king of Judah. In Jerusalem, while the army of the king of Babylon was fighting against Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah that were still holding out, Lashish and Azekah, these were the only fortified cities left in Judah. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah, Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to proclaim freedom for the slaves. Everyone was to free their Hebrew slaves, both male and female. No one was to hold a fellow Hebrew in bondage. So all the officials and people who entered into this covenant agreed that they would free their male and female slaves and no longer hold them in bondage. They agreed and set them free, but afterwards they changed their minds. Oh my goodness. They changed their minds and took back the slaves they had freed and enslaved them again. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I made a covenant with you, with your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I said, every seventh year, each of you must free any Hebrew slaves any fellow Hebrews who have sold themselves to you. After they have served you six years, you must let them go free. <clears throat> Your ancestors, however, did not listen to me or pay attention to me. Recently, you repented and did what is right by my sight. Each of you pro proclaimed freedom <clears throat> to your own people. You haven't made a covenant before me in the house that bears my name. But now you have turned around and profaned my name. Oh, this is not going to be good for those people. Each of you has taken back the male and female slaves you had set free to go where they wished. You have forced them to become slaves again. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You have not obeyed me. Oh my gosh, here we go. God is not going to be happy here. You have not proclaimed freedom to your own people. So now, so I now proclaim freedom for you, declares the Lord. The Lord, freedom to fall by the sword, plague, and fat and famine. Ugh. I will make you abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth. Those who have violated my covenant and have not fulfilled the terms of the covenant they made before me, I will treat like the calf they cut into and then walk between its pieces. The leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the people of the land who walk between the pieces of the calf. I will deliver into the hands of their enemies who want to kill them. Their dead bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. I will deliver Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials into the hands of their enemies who want to kill them to the army of the king of Babylon, which is withdrawn from you. I am going to give the order, declares the Lord, and I will bring them back to this city. They will fight against it, take it, and burn it down. And I will lay waste the towns of Judah so no one can live there. Boom! See, this is the deal. Back in the Old Testament, this is a common refrain that we see where people just, and, and again, I'm not living, you're not living in those times. Um, so I'm not judging them, but it, as you're reading it as a story, you're like, oh gosh, here we go. Just like I said, as we're going through this, oh no, this is not gonna be good. When you go against the clear word of God, you're just you're just asking for consequences that aren't good. 
Um, so nowadays, you know, we have free will and we can we can make choices. But he sent Jesus. He sent his only son to die on a cross for us, for us, for our sins. So we can either follow Jesus and live the living water, all the stuff we talked about earlier, or we cannot follow Jesus and we're just dead. We're just zombies walking around. So Jesus offers us life in this fallen world. Isn't that cool? So choose life, <laughs> choose life, choose to be joyful. You only have a short time on this earth. So why not be joyful and full of peace and all of the good stuff, right? Jesus will show you how. All you have to do is follow him. I'm so fired up. Thank you for listening today. This has been Robert Bolden, Coffee and Christ. Join me again next Thursday for another episode. And of course, every Monday we do Chasing Freedom, Momentum Monday, where I interview or share insight towards reaching freedom. However you define it, or however my guests define freedom. So until then, have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. And I will see you next time. Share the podcast. Go find us on Pinterest, YouTube, all the places. Reach out, start a conversation. Get into our community. It's virtual. We're starting, we're going to start, we'll start to see live spaces too, like real spaces. We're virtual now, but we're coming to a town near you. Okay, have a great day, y'all.